Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, And I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Hello, everyone. My name is Julie Merica. I am the host of Make Your Damn Bed podcast. In today's episode, this is a very special bonus extended episode. It's more of a Q&A hangout with my friend Sarah Pendrick, who reached out because she just wrote a book and she thought that my audience would be interested in her book. And I agree because it's all about the science of making yourself happy and going after what you want. But this is not an advertisement in any capacity. Obviously, she's here to promote her book, but I don't get a kickback. I'm not getting paid. And consumerism doesn't have to be a part of everyone's self-help journey. We know that. So do what works for you. If you are interested in purchasing the book, however, it is in the show notes on this episode. Wherever you're listening, there should be a link available. And you can follow Sarah Pendrick wherever you do social media. But like I said, I didn't do this to sell to y'all. I just did it to have a nice conversation with a like-minded individual with stepping into your own as a goal. So I hope you all really enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. I had such a good time with Sarah and we really talked about some hearty stuff and it felt really nice because I haven't really gotten to talk to anyone else about this stuff on the podcast before. So it felt really cool. And I think it's something I'm interested in doing more extended episodes, probably some solo and some with other guests. But this feels like a great jumping off point. I'm really excited about this one. And I really hope you all enjoy it. I would like to give a content warning. There is mention of sexual assault in this episode. However brief, it's important to note. That said, without any further ado, Here is the extended episode of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast with Sarah Pendrick. There we go. We're in the money. (laughs) We're doing it. Yay. All right. My name is Julie Merica, and I'm joined by my guest today, Sarah Pendrick. So excited to be here. (laughs) Hell yeah. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. This is my first extended episode that I've done and I'm planning on doing some more with just different topics and I'm hoping we can start getting into some of those now but uh, Sarah just wrote a book and I am very excited to hear all about it. Uh, I was hoping you could maybe give us an intro to who you are if you have a little rundown for my my friends. Yeah (laughs) of course. I'm so excited. I love your podcast. I'm so excited that you're doing these extended episodes. I think you're so funny and just really making a difference in people's lives with this. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I'm happy to be here. My name is Sarah Pendrick. Uh, my new book, Beautifully Brave, it covers all topics, especially for women. It's an unconventional guide because it's not just like the same thing that you're used to hearing and seeing. And while that's important because every time you hear something, you mm -hmm. learn about it in a different way. Um, I wanted to create a book that brings you on a journey that you can read through 10 times or you can come back to it when you're going through something specific in your life. And it covers um, frequencies, the science of happiness. It covers like how to say no and boundaries. And um, it has a lot of self-care to where if you're in a situation where you're feeling some self-doubt or imposter syndrome or um, maybe you're just sick of like following everyone else's opinion and you're like, no, 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 like my intuition is telling me to do this and how to handle that. So it's really a book that's like your coffee table bestie. I created it to be really beautiful as well. So it looks good on your nightstand, coffee table, shelves, all the things. And yeah, I'm just super pumped about it. There's practices that are practical, inspirational, and also science-based for all of you out there, which I was one of those and I still am, that is like, okay, I need to know the proof. Like, how is this two minutes a day really going to change my life? Nice. So yeah, there's a reason why we wanted to do this collab because we realized that there is an audience overlap. This is pretty much what I talk about in my podcast. And I go from a very scientific perspective as well because that's, to me, I'm the work smarter, not harder kind of camp of just trying to get things done. And like, I think that if you do flow into what other people have studied for so long, to create happiness, you can kind of beat the system a little bit and feel more of it more often in an authentic way. And I love that. I know. <laughs> it's the perfect collaboration. I'm so excited. What did you do before this book? What what led you into creating this piece? So I grew up in the Midwest. I was like just this like really bright, like spirited child. And when I was five, I was sexually assaulted. And then from probably like the age to five to 15, I was just figuring out I didn't have the tools. Um, my bright personality was dimmed a little bit for things that had happened to me. I went through a lot of bullying in middle school and I was just in survival mode. So somewhere along the line, I think when I went off to college, I started listening to that inner voice and wanting to find the tools. I'm like, there has to be a better way to live. Like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. let um, the experiences that I had, like take my power away. So I went into psychology because I'm like, all right, what else am I supposed to do? I want to learn how to deal with this. Like I didn't know. Yeah. So I went into psychology, was getting my master's, about to get my PhD. And I'm like, oh, like this isn't, this isn't my path. And then made a really beautifully brave, not to plug <laughs> the book, but like that's what it's about. <laughs> um, beautifully brave decision to move out to LA and follow my dreams and just like dive into my what I knew had been on my heart which was Girl Talk Network that is my company we do like programs for women and masterminds and all these different things and that's where really like my healing took place where I was processing and also building a community at the same time and that's where the book came out of that is absolutely incredible and beautifully brave to share with me thank you so much is your uh book it's the story of your life with these scientific methods or is it does it have some personal stuff in there is it more of a uh kind of guide that you can keep going back to for everyone yeah it's more of a guide I do share personal stories um of course it's not like my autobiography or anything <laughs> but um I, I'll share stories of like why why are we here like what you know what has happened in my life but it's really a guide and it's also like a movement for people to get together and give it to their family, read it with friends. I talk about like friendships, especially female friendships. For me, that was a journey. And now I'm surrounded by epic women. Like I'm on this podcast with you and how to cultivate that. So it's really a guide for everyone. But I do share like little tidbits of things throughout my life. That is magical because actually most of the comments, my first season of Make Your Damn Bed was mostly dedicated to self-help and all your inner journey and creating the self-worth within you. And then the second season is more about our relationships with others and outside of ourselves. And I, I have a lot of questions that come in about creating friendships. And as an adult, you do start to realize if you're not forced in rooms with kids at school or whatever it may be, 
um, or in summer camp, then it is much harder to cultivate really authentic and deep friendships with your your people, your type of I call them soulmates, but I yeah. on a non romantic level. <laughs> I say that too. I love that. I'm like soul family or soul friends. Like it's so true. Yeah, I think that's lovely. Do you have any insight on that? stuff that right now that you could share with them as a sneak peek into the book of course yeah well first I just have to tell you I'm obsessed with the name of your podcast by the way like (laughs) I'm sure you've talked about it on the podcast but did that just like drop down to you like a download or were you like playing with things this one I think it it came to me my dad used to say it all the time he's like make your damn bed all the time and so when I think about making my bed I hear him in the back of my brain saying that to me Uh and he he was the person that kind of taught me it's in the first episode this concept where your room is not the biggest maybe but if your bed takes up 80 percent of that and you make your bed you've completely just transformed your whole room by doing one task and I'm like oh the work smarter mindset of it tricks your brain into thinking that more of your room is tidy and that you've done a task in the morning and all that sort of idea that it feels like you've done more than the three minutes of just throwing your bed together yeah I love that that's so true and then that three minutes it kind of tricks you into being more productive for the day the work smarter. I love it. Yeah. So my journey with like uh, friendships was I have friends that I grew up with that I love, but like I said before, I also had a lot of tough um, experiences with women um, growing Mm -hmm. up, just bullying and jealousy. And I'm, I'm someone that I'm really sensitive. Like I, I'm really sensitive. I read energy. I care a lot about people. And I think that I just naturally, especially with things that had happened to me in the past, just didn't feel seen and felt super misunderstood. So uh, through high school, I mean, I was I was in like my ego and shadow a lot. Like I didn't know I didn't have the tools. So I was just doing my best like everyone else. And when I moved specifically, when I moved to L.A., um, I didn't know anyone. I had a few friends from college. So naturally, I'm like hanging out with them, trying to know people in this big city. I moved here from Nashville and, you know, just fit in. Like that's really what I was doing. Even though I took this like really brave, bold step, I still wanted to be seen and like didn't want to move to this big city and be alone. So right. Yeah. Like it's like I jumped in with the crowd that I just knew. Like it might have not been the best for me or my highest self, but it was just like what I knew. So it's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like comfortable and I wasn't alone. And then I kind of started going down the road of like, well it still feels alone because it's just not my crowd, you know? It's just not my soul people. Like, I love them. There's nothing wrong yeah. with them. I'm not their soul people. And that's where I kind of totally, started, yeah. Like, that's where I started starting to learn how to read energies. You know, when you like leave a lunch and you're either like really filled up, like, oh, that person was awesome. Like, that was so yes. fun. Yeah. You're like, yes, of course. Yes. Or you feel completely drained. I had an episode on that too, where it's just, it's, it's, recognize who is and there's nothing wrong with having people that drain you if you still love them and all of that but you need to you need to be in control of how much you're sharing and when you're sharing it and also recognize who does leave you feeling really inspired because those are your your soul people like you said your soul community yeah exactly and that's where I write about this in the book like it just like the first step is awareness like I just started to become more aware of things and realize that there's nothing wrong with that person we're just not a frequency, like a vibration match. So I'm like, all right, what does that mean? Like, there's literally nothing wrong with them. I'm not a match for them either. And I had a really, yeah, like I had a, I had a really lonely year, my first year um, going from what I was doing. Like I was doing PR and marketing because I was just doing anything to be able to live here and building girl talk. That was really lonely because the same group, um, they didn't, they weren't, doing the same things as me. So while I could be up at midnight working, like they totally didn't understand it, which made me even feel more like left out, like those like wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just ultimately kind of decided another beautifully brave step where I'm like, all right, I might not be like alone in terms of like there's people around me, but I feel alone. Totally. Isolation comes in many forms. And I think that's important to recognize also that you can build up your friend group all you want, but if you're not opening up or you don't have one person that you can be fully yourself with, then it will never feel as validating or as wholesome. 
as you're expecting it to and then you'll just be disappointed in both you and the experience I feel like totally and you're not you're leaving dinners or wherever with them and it's not like you got like you're not lighting them up so it's (laughs) like I just realized that and so I'm like all right well this is gonna be a tough year and I totally went through like wow, am I just weird? Like nobody under, is there anyone else that's like wants to talk about these things that I want to talk about and like wants to grow and whatever. And um, yeah, it was tough, especially when you're starting out, like when you first started this podcast or anyone that's listening, like when you're first starting something, it's scary and you're putting a lot of intention and faith in yourself. And that's what I was doing with my business. And it was, it was a kind of a lonely year until I started creating what I wanted. Like I had my first women's event and I set it up to be exactly what I wish that I would have had. And then I slowly started meeting more women that were on the same vibe as me, the same energy and just up to about the same things. And sometimes you just have to build it and, and like, you're like, okay, I don't find, I can't find my community. I'll make it myself is really iconic. I love that. Yes, exactly. Like literally make your own community, especially like there's a lot of things about social media that definitely are not amazing, but there's a lot of amazing things. Like I think we connected on DM, like you can Mm -hmm. hear people online and you have the power to just create it, create what you want, like create that friendship group. There's people out there that are feeling the same way as you. Absolutely. I think that's the thing. My my parents were always good about saying that, that there's somebody for everybody. And like if 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 we saw a strange appearing couple on the street, it was really kind of romantic in my mind because I'm like, oh, they found their people. Like it's like you're like, <laughs> so yeah, the weirdos even have their their stuff. And I feel that way, too, because I am the weirdo. We all feel like the weirdo, the isolated one sometimes. And it's nice to know that if you do start shooting your shot and reaching out to people who think similarly or you think might need to hear it, then you start finding those people kind of organically and it doesn't feel so so much pressure and then you're like why did I work don't try so hard we're human beings we're not human triers you know (laughs) yeah I love that you said weirdos I'm like I'm a weirdo too like go find your weirdos like I literally the things that my old friendship group who I have so much love for would literally say to me Sarah you're so weird like no that's weird yes now my friends are like and they love me for it Mm-hmm. I, th- I said that when I first got into comedy, I moved from Florida where I was always the weirdest one, the most outgoing kind of strange one that everybody made fun of. They were like, you're so weird. You do not fit. But it was fun. They were all kind. It came in like out of love. Right. We just weren't on the same energy wavelengths. And so when I moved here and met a bunch of other improvisers and people who kind of thought like me and talked like me, I was like, I'm not y'all are weird. I'm the tame one. And you look at me like I'm I'm holding back and I'm like, no, this is me on the real. And then I had to kind of like unlearn some of the filters that I had been taught with my old friend groups to fit in. And to really let my my freak flag fly, as they say, and just like lean in. And it's been really it's been really empowering to know that you can step into your full person and not feel insecure about that, because eventually it will kind of narrow down your friend group to the right people who love you for you. Exactly. And I love that you said unlearn. And because that's like, that's what I had to do too. Like I unlearned those things that I was like going to say or wanted to do. And I'm like, oh wait, I'm so used to like this not being a part of my friendship groups or being told that that's weird that I'll, I would hold back. And then now it's like, those are actually the things that my current like amazing soul friends like love about me the most. Yes. And it's important too. something that I've learned is I used to try to push my old Uh, my real personality on people who didn't necessarily thrive with that and it would suck drain their energy and it would drain my energy and I realized that that's not necessary to share with everybody now because I have people who appreciate it when I do share it I can turn it off and I can keep it it's not like keeping it aside I'll turn it out when I feel the need or feel comfortable doing so but I don't feel the pressure to almost perform where I did as when I was unlearning it I felt like I needed to redeem all the years I suppressed it that Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to like show it off and almost become performative and now I'm finally at a place where I can just be me and if sometimes that's a lower key version of me or if sometimes that's the weirdo me and my people kind of understand that I am a nuanced human being with a lot of different me's inside of me and that doesn't make my identity any less valid or real it just it actually makes it even more real and authentic because I'm more comfortable 
allowing that truth to become reality, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're like multifaceted and I think that the groups that you find and the more that you learn about yourself and go on that journey, like you give yourself that permission because that's part of the process. Like you said, I had that Mm -hmm. thing where you were like, oh, I was almost like performing. I had to me, that's sometimes part of the process because you're like, you've almost been suppressed for so long. And now you're like, no, no, no. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going full force. And then you start feeling like my energy is different every day and in different circumstances. And like, that's okay. So I, I also think that's part of the process. I write about that in the book. There's like a, there's one of the chapters that's like never lose yourself again. So like going through exactly what we're talking about. Like, I love that. Don't lose yourself to, yeah. Like to like feeling like you have to perform or just like that awareness that you just really do get to be you. And I love that we keep saying weirdos because I'm saying that to myself. Like I'll be like, Sarah, you're so (laughs) weird sometimes. But you're like weirdos, like your soul family, like they're out there Mm -hmm. and you're also not going to be able to find them if you keep saying yes to everyone else and no to yourself. Yes, exactly. Like if you impress everybody with this mask on, then the day you want to take it off, those people aren't going to like you either. And then you have nobody. (laughs) You've created this, this division between you and your soul family, as you said. But I really did find that interesting. And you telling me a little backstory on your history, the feelings that you had being so isolated is such a, obviously your experience is much different than mine and many others, but we still all feel those very human feelings that I used to resent so much because the way they come doesn't feel fair or what traumas cause them doesn't feel okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel fair a lot of the time, but once you realize that like everybody has felt these feelings, you don't feel so alone and you feel like it's nice reading stories from people who have experienced it in a different way and overcome and alchemized into good energy because it shows you that you can do it too and that there's nothing wrong with you for feeling that way. Yeah, exactly. And it's like all of us have felt that way. All of us have felt isolated. It might not be from the same experience, like you said, but we've all felt it. And I actually really appreciate feelings and I like to be aware of mine, like how I feel in my body about stuff because it's just such a good indicator of what to do next. Like I was feeling really miserable before I picked up and moved to LA and I was feeling all these different things. And if I didn't listen to my body and start kind of like having that be my compass, then I don't know that I would have made that first step. Yes. I feel I'm so interested in this too, this idea of just allowing yourself to feel these things so that you can become more in control. It feels like you're releasing control to almost garner control. And it seems counterintuitive when you first start it, but as you practice and become more comfortable doing so, you realize you are your control is in your responses and not in your immediate reaction to your feelings or trying to suppress them or whatever it may be because they are uncomfortable a lot of the times. Like being miserable is not fun, but if you don't sit with it for a minute and figure it out, then you don't know what you need to do to get out of that state of mind. Yeah, I love um, like the self-talk and just the journaling, like those little things because it help, it like mm-hmm. supports you through that where you're like, because so many times, and I I did this, like I lived that for however many years, you're feeling miserable and you're just covering it up. Like you think, it's like this whole thing about work smarter. Like you think you're working, like you're working really hard to cover it up, cover it up, cover it up, but you're not working smarter. Mm-hmm. Just be like, all right, like let me just take this week or this hour and be like, what's up? Like why does this keep popping up? Like what is it here to tell me? This feels really crappy, but like, all right, let me just like, focus my energy on where this is in my body or why does this keep coming up? And there's a lot that you can learn. And then that's working smarter because you're actually going to, you know, heal it or move it or find something there rather than like putting all this junk on top of it and ultimately wasting a lot of time and working harder. Totally. Yeah. And I think this like this idea, like you said, of finding the root of it will allow you to not be taking you don't experience it as often because these little things won't trigger you because you've completely unrooted or whatever it is the the problem in the first place. Like uh, when my boyfriend says something to me offhanded that has no negative nuance, but I take it as such because of a past relationship Mm -hmm. and I sit here and I just dwell on what he said to me I'm never going to get to the bottom of why 
I felt that insecurity in the first place, which means I will constantly be having these same conversations with him, which is not his problem to have, right? It's mine to address and figure out so that I don't keep putting my problems into the toilet paper ripping wrong and infuriating me or my cup spilling and that being the straw that broke my back that day. And like, there's no reason to be on edge all day long. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it starts with the awareness of it because then it's like another thing where people, you know, they never dive into that. And then they're just constantly going through a friendship, friendship, relationship, relationship. And it's just the same thing that's happening. Like you think like, oh, I just broke up with this person. Now all those triggers are going away, but you're just bringing that into the next relationship because you didn't yes. you didn't have awareness and figure out like, oh, hey, this is me. And then you get to figure out which parts aren't you. Like this is mine. I'm getting triggered. And then you also see, but this part isn't mine. It's theirs. Right. And like figure that stuff out. Yes. And you don't have to carry all the burden because we do all have these same things that we are learning and unlearning. And by reading stories such as yours or listening to podcasts like mine, you can get to know what things do resonate with you on a real level and what things you are numbing as to not have to deal with it. Because I like what you said, how you'll just jump into new relationships. It's a really big pet peeve of mine in today's society to just kind of throw things away and not work on them. And it's easier sometimes you think, but it really isn't because now you're reestablishing everything. And then you just realize that this person is going to cause another type of thing. Everyone has their, their shit, Mm -hmm. if you will, (laughs) that they bring to the table and it's going to affect you in some way. And you just have to see if their shit meshes with your shit is typically. (laughs) (laughs) Our shit mesh. (laughs) Yeah, which is the grossest visual, but, you know, we get there. Yeah. (laughs) What was the most challenging part of writing a book? I'm really just interested in that process just as much as the excitement of getting to complete it. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a whole journey. There's, like, I have so much respect for people that – write books now and I've, I've I've been around friends of mine that have written books and I'm just not the person that I'm not like a complainer like I might have like a venting little session and then I want to shift and figure it out um right and so I, I you just hear like oh I'm so busy I'm doing like you hear those things and you're like oh okay and I just it's a whole nother like project that until you do it you just can't understand it and I was there I was just like wow like this seems like this is a really crazy process and it is because there's so many parts of it like depending on if you go down like self-publishing or publisher there's there's the beginning stage of that so if you're um working with publisher which is my story you're doing the proposal and you're shopping and you're having all these meetings and you're getting let mm-hmm. down you're getting rejected or you're getting accepted and then you go through uh the negotiation process and all of those things and then you dive into um, where you have timelines and you're also in this really creative process, but you, you know, you've got to get it done. Like you could sit there and write your book for 10 years without timelines. So yeah, you're going through timelines and editing. And then like, I came up with this, like, I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is my first piece of permanent content. Like you can't delete a book. Like, you're like Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? That fear of being like, this is when it's out, it's out. Yeah. yeah. So I had that fear and it just goes back to what we talked about earlier of like, I'm multifaceted. Like I'm going to be growing. Like I could have a part two of this book, but I really created the book to go for life. Like it to be um, a book that's for anyone at any stage. And Mm -hmm. I just like talked myself through that. Like, Hey, like it's okay. Like it's just, um, yeah, it's a process. And then you turn your book in and you're, you're waiting for a little bit, you know, like I just had my book in my hand for the first time and I was like, Oh, this is real. (laughs) That's so cool though. Yeah. And now it's fun because it's going to be out there and I cannot wait to see it in people's hands and hear how, their lives and their relationships and just everything is like altering and uplifting. And that's going to be the most exciting part. And I'm almost there. We're almost yeah. at that part. How beautiful. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited to, I'm so excited to see it and read it. Um, I think it's really interesting as a creative, this journey that I've done for myself and having a tangible product because I do theater and stuff like that, where it just kind of goes into the ether, mm-hmm. a lot of my comedy shows and whatever. And it's nice to hear how exciting and also 
that side of it this like oh it's tangible which means Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I make a mistake that is in there forever kind of thing but it's it's cool to have a piece that is finished and and you can hold in your hands and see the work that you made yeah it's really it's fun it's a really it's a process that I respect a lot I'm really really excited and grateful to have done it well, that's awesome. I'm really proud of you. Yay. I don't know you well, but I think that's really dope. <laughs> Thank you. I can totally see you writing a book. I think it would be so awesome. Yeah, thank you. I think I, I'm planning on doing the Make Your Damn Bed into a book yeah. at some point with like journaling prompts and stuff because um, all of the topics are very important to me that we cover. But it's a process that I've been I, I've read about book proposals and it does get it gets overwhelming to begin anything. But hearing other people following a path and making it feel doable does feel a lot more inspiring. And I think that's the whole point of sharing your words and your stories with, and why it's so important to share these stories of like love and encouragement or share something with the world that isn't perpetuating some of the nightmare mm-hmm. <laughs> fuel that's going on right now. Yeah, definitely. And I think that you'll know, like, you know that you want to do it and you're just going to, you're just going to know one day, you're like, all right, it's time. Like, I'm sure, I don't know if right. people say that before I did. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. I'm like, oh, now I get it. I do get that. <laughs> I'm, I am, I am all about the inspired action kind of thing. There's some stuff I can't avoid doing. Like I'm not getting paid for this podcast, but I still get encouraged to get up every day and do it. Those are the kind of projects where I'm like, oh, they'll come to me. The right ones will stay and I'll make them work. And if I don't have the energy right now, then I'll take breaks when I need to. But I try not to put too much pressure on myself to, um, create anything that isn't really necessary for yeah. me to create because I, I used to be just a, like, oh, I need to be constantly making kind of creative because mm-hmm. you capitalism and you have to monetize everything that you do. Um, but as I get older and realize I don't necessarily need every single gig anymore, which is a really beautiful and privileged place to be. And it's allowed me to separate what tasks and what creative endeavors I really enjoy doing versus the ones I felt like I needed to do to progress or whatever it may be on this arbitrary timeline of climbing the mountain. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm in the same place as you. And I remember um, when I wasn't in that place and it was really tiring. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's so, it feels so good when you're creating like you said, like you're not getting paid for the podcast or when you're starting it or whatever, but you, you just knew that this is something that I'm really supposed to be doing and I'm helping people and that's enough for me. Right. Exactly. It's not it's not about that. And that allows me to know that it is a pure purpose so that if I do when I do start making money, like I had one donation from a very kind woman um, recently and she was so sweet and it was my first money that I took in from the podcast and it made me feel driven to keep going but it also reminded me that that was not the purpose so not to get caught up in like finding the right advertisers or anything like with you I've had quite a few people reach out for collaborations but after doing research on girl talk and you I felt really comfortable doing this one because I know my audience will thrive with your words right like it it fits kind of the same themes and vision that I have for my listeners and people who who relate and get helped from my my words and I I want that to be kind of the thing moving forward with this podcast to be things that are are driven by need and creative like out of love you know instead of this like scarcity mindset that I used to have when I was creating yeah that's so that's so empowering like so inspire inspiring and empowering that and just for everyone listening, like how much like trust they get to have in you and like knowing where you're coming from and you're like protective of the container and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do anything that isn't, you know, isn't a match. Like that's such an empowering um, place to be and to come from and like what a beautiful community. Yeah. And I, I've learned too that I don't necessarily think or I don't judge anyone that does things that sell out if you will or or does things to like make money that's what we're doing as human beings in a capitalistic society we need to hustle and that's part of the work and I think that that's why I'm so grateful to be in such a privileged place that I have enough gig work with my photography and my other things that I can supply myself with this as a 
passion first project mm -hmm. and I can feel trust trusted with that and if I do put advertisers on they're going to be people that I think will match or like make me feel good and align with my light yeah. but I don't want to like admonish anybody that doesn't follow that or like that does end up selling out on their like ads and stuff or whatever they may do because I do see the reality of our society in everything I do <laughs> and I try to like separate and make judgments based on it but I try not to I try not to judge those who who do fall victim to the fact that we do need money to survive and <laughs> it's a hustle out here <laughs> yeah I mean I'm the same it's like the discernment like I, I I always like even when I'm talking about things in the book or we're talking right now I'm like I'm all about just doing what is best for you. Like what is going to make you the best person? What is going to have you show up on that stage or in your family? Like we all have a platform no matter how big or small. Like we all have a platform. We have one, at least one person in our community. So mm -hmm. I, that's where I'm like I'm the same as you. I'm like I don't judge anyone. I don't care if you sell out and you're like hustling, doing the thing. People are paying you bank for your podcast. Like that – if that's what aligns with you, like – that's all anyone's responsibility. That's all you got to do is just – and this is what I talk about in the book too is like just know what aligns with you and what feels good to you and what is in your body. And as long as you know the intention that you're coming from and you're cool with that, like that's enough. So I have no judgment on the way other people do things either. I think that we just continuously get to say yes to ourselves and stop saying no to ourselves by doing what everyone else is doing when we know it doesn't it doesn't match with us. Like I did, I did that for years. I would do things because like, oh, you're supposed to do that. Or that's what everyone says. Or like I said no to myself for years until I realized um, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm going to have my own back. And then that's where I felt that actual love inside. Like self-love is such like a, like a buzz term and people, um, mm -hmm. you know, a viral hashtag, but everyone's like, what is self-love really? And that's one of the reasons I even wrote the book because I actually realized when I started saying yes to myself, I felt like how you love your partner or a friend or your family. I actually felt that feeling inside myself. And I'm like, oh, everyone gets to have this. Yeah. And it's such an important foundation, too, that I think there's a reason why it's a hack term, right? Mm -hmm. There's a reason why it's a hashtag. There's a reason why people are pushing it because we all need healing as a community right now. And I think there is this – we're all kind of busting out of this bullshit thing that they've sold us where we yeah. have to hate ourselves right mm -hmm. that's just so that they can make money and I think we've all been taught to have put our self-worth outside of ourselves whether it be with our accomplishments or our friendships and our relationships you have to get married you have to meet the person you know what I mean I'm not going to be whole without the my other half kind of mm -hmm. shit and you're like no because actually none of that stuff will fulfill me if I'm not happy on my own and if I can't come to terms with like who I am and who I'm stuck with, you're stuck with this person. So like you may as well start loving that bitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> not the person. Yeah. The person that you're stuck with is you. And the person that needs you the most is you. That's why you see even so many people that are getting millions of likes and they have so much validation, yet they're feeling totally like disconnected from themselves because it doesn't matter. You could have all the validation in the world and all the things in the world, but if you don't have a relationship with yourself, like that nothing's ever going to be enough. Right. And sometimes climbing that and getting there and going viral or doing that thing is what you need to realize, oh, I'm still not whole and I'm still not happy. And then that might push you. Everybody's journey is different. Like you might hear the same words a thousand times. And then the one time I read it in your book, it might be the thing that pushes me over or the one time I hear it on a quote on the train or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know when the, when the time that your body and your brain and your energy really needed to align with it. And I think there is such a power in recognizing that we have all it's interesting. We're all very unique and we're all very special. And all of our journeys are definitely like fingerprints, very different, even if they're similar to someone else's. Mm -hmm. But at the core, yeah. we're all the same. We're all just people having the same feelings about stuff. So it's kind of, it's both. It can be both. <laughs> yeah, no, we are. It's, it's, it's so true. We're so different in ways of like, it can't look the exact same, but we are the same. And that's really, really what's beautiful. And I think something that I'm really excited that people are like waking up to is, oh, I do actually want to have, you know, more self-awareness. Or I talk about when I talk about the science of happiness in the book, and I know you love this self, 
this stuff is like, how do you actually, you're not gonna be happy hundred percent every day, but how do you actually have like that well-being and lasting happiness inside of you rather than like reaching for the candy bar, which I love my candy bars, but I'm just saying, and like to numb, reaching for the bag yeah. and it like how long really lasts. Yeah. It's like people are starting to be like, oh, I actually want to, you know, take care of myself. And, and the way that you're able to do that is by starting to have more self-awareness and paying attention to your well-being. And I just one day, like, I don't know what hit me, but I just one day was like, oh, like, I do not pay attention to myself. Like, wait, this is the most important relationship and the relationship I am going to be with for the rest of my life. And as much as I love everyone around me, like, I have to show up for her, for myself, and for all those people that I love. And then that's when things just really started to change. Totally. Yeah. If you're not going to show up for you, other people can't show up for you, even if they want to. They won't know how. You won't have modeled it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so important. And I think that, like, as much as I know that you probably being in the world of this self-help thing, it does feel like we get kind of inundated with a lot of the same kind of information. But every time I it, every time I hear it, it affects me a little differently. And the way that I put it is we're absorbing content pretty much all the time lately like as far as since I became an adult and the internet became a thing content media other people's words other people's things are constantly flooding our feeds and our brains so why not make some of it positive even if it's repetitive why not keep hammering in the good stuff because we're just getting nightmare fuel a lot of the time Mm -hmm. yeah it's like your environment's so important so the things that you do have control over like what podcast you listen to, what books you read, like, you know, everyone does have a choice while you can't get out of certain um, environments or it's more difficult in certain ways. It's like you do have a plethora of things out there that you can really like support and nourish yourself because like we were saying a few times um, is the unlearning. We do have a lot to unlearn. So it's super important like what we're surrounding ourselves with. Yes. And like as much as we never get too old to learn more and I always I'm always trying to take things in. it is just as important to be unlearning the practices that have kept me in a box or limited my beliefs in any way, because really there's nothing out there that isn't doable if you just keep putting your energy towards it, right? Like the book thing is so intimidating from where I am, where I started looking up the fact that a book proposal takes about 10 weeks, let alone, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're like, that's just the proposal. That's not even the book. And it gets overwhelming. But if you just take, if I take my energy and put one step at a time, like you did, it's, it's doable. It's accomplishable goals. It's just anything can be done it's a matter of where you want to put your energy and where you're willing to unlearn what you've limited in the past into creating that reality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like making the choice to be like, okay, well, this is possible. Like that's the first thing. Like this – it is. It's absolutely – anything that anyone wants to do that's listening, whether it's write a book or start a podcast or go on stage and do comedy, like whatever it is that mm-hmm. you want to do, just first knowing that it is possible. And like you said – it can get super overwhelming. So it's like you might be thinking about stuff right now. Well, there's like these five things that I want to do. Well, I want to do an event like Girl Talk or I want to be like Julie. It's like, okay, cool. Like write all of those things down and just write one to three of your next steps. And that's yes. another tool that I use daily because I do want to do a lot. Like I'm just getting started just like you. Like, yeah. I do want to do a lot and I really care about people. So I'm constantly going to be creating. So in order to not get overwhelmed – it's just having those little inspired action steps. Totally. Yeah. And you do, you start to realize like you make what you have the energy for. Like there is a reserve of energy that each of us have underneath. We just have to one, know how to tap it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I know that if I put on, if I eat garbage foods and I smoke a bunch of weed and I drink a bunch and I watch garbage TV, I'm not going to, I'm going to get in a routine of like not feeling energized. Yeah. I just don't feel the energy to get out of my bed. But if I set my environment up to be energetic, then I can kind of lead that into the next moves. So whether that be a small actionable step like, oh, I'm going to make a list or it be a big one, like I'm going to start contacting producers mm-hmm. or whatever, or book publishers, then you can kind of do that based on what you have in you and you can get more. You just, but like you said, you need the awareness first. You have to get comfortable knowing what you need. 
Yeah, but exactly. It's like you can burn through so much energy thinking about how overwhelmed you are and you're like, that will take 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And then you're just wasting energy rather than, okay, like, all right, what are my just like first three steps? I'm all about um, energy. Like I am like dedicated to having energy and taking care of myself and like even the way that I plan out certain things that I'm doing, especially during busy times. Like I just think energy is everything. It's so important. And one of the things that I learned, because you hear like talking about people saying the same thing or all this content out there was like one thing that I kept saying was like a morning routine. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this morning routine because this person said so. And then I started realizing, Uh oh, well, that part of that person's morning routine actually really doesn't do anything for my energy personally. And I just start taking things and making things mine. Like we're all different. We Some things are going to work for others that don't work for whatever, vice versa. So even in the book, that's one of the other chapters. That's why I say it's like a journey is actual personal self-care. Like what really works for you? It doesn't matter if it works for her. Like take it if yes. you love it. But if you don't, like don't waste your energy on it. Yeah. Feel free to beg, borrow, steal. Like other people, then everybody's journey is up for grabs if it helps you in yours mm-hmm. to find. But step into your own peace. If you're just meditating every day, but you're – um, not actually meditating and you're sitting here just stressing about oh, your whole day, then maybe the 10 minutes of meditation in the capacity that you're doing it is not, not, it's not being effective. So what's the point in pretending and just kind of like, it's like showing up to work as a kid instead of a person who really knows what they're doing. Like you're just playing, you're playing house yeah. basically. Yeah. And you're, you're like, <laughs> and we'll- like, all right, like 10 minutes, you're actually adding more stress. Like it doesn't work. Cool. Let's move on and let's test something else and get to know ourselves and know what does work. It feels so good when you're like paying attention to your energy. Like it just feels like I'm really into that right now. (laughs) Yeah, I am too. And I've realized that's truly the key to happiness, right? Mm -hmm. If you take my partner right now is an incredible human, but he's also very, um, he's an optimistic person and he's the first like happy person I've ever dated. (laughs) And it's been really special to see, like, he's like, well, if we got to be doing a thing, even if it's not a fun thing, we may as well make it a good time. So like when we go to the DMV, we plan like to bring things to make it fun. Or like we plan our, our energies around not feeling inconvenienced by day-to-day tasks, which makes literally everything more joyful and brings an element of control and excitement to the horrible chores that come back every single day no matter how good you do them you know yeah I know it's like making that choice be like all right uh, Josh my husband and I are doing that we were planning on flying um, out to Austin and now we're driving and it's kind of a drive from LA and and Josh is like yeah let's just make it an adventure like this is fine like we're stopping here we'll do this and I'm like well, I could sit there and be like, wow, I really don't want to spend 20 hours in a car. Or I'd be like, this is really, this could be really fun and we can make it fun. Like everyone is able to make those choices and just, just it's a better quality of life. Totally. It's the energy that you bring to it. If you're stuck doing something, obviously it's it's really important to analyze and not stay in the miserable things keeping you miserable for sure but if you're if right now you don't have a choice a lot of the time that takes time to initiate a move or initiate getting into a happy place so be be happy with the present is the only way to kind of change that energy and start moving towards creating the highest self or whatever you're trying to reach for because we're all as much as I say that goals are a sham and it's just setting yourself up for more and more I think we all should have them and we all should be working towards something but um just don't get caught up in finding your self-worth outside of yourself kind of thing I love that you say goals are a sham like I have um now I, I say vision like everyone's like what's your vision you talk about vision all the time like why does that like a vision for my life or a vision for this quarter, a vision for my relationship? So I kind of like – I don't say goals anymore. I say vision. And I love that. Like, oh, now I just want to – I just want to grow. Like it's not like I have to have this one goal and it has to work a certain way. And I'm sure you've heard that yeah. like, either this or something better, leaving it open, leaving like other opportunities to come in and just having a vision for how you want to live that day or like how you want to be at this party or whatever it is. Like what's your vision for that? Yes, I am totally I'm I'm obsessed in stealing it because yeah. I think it really does include more of the the reality that we don't know how 
when you put an intention out into the universe, like I want to be a famous writer or I want to write a book, the universe will make that happen, but it might not be in the, you don't get to plan the journey. You Mm -hmm. just get to buckle up and go. And like you said, you might end up in a car ride that you didn't expect. You expected to get there in four hours by flight, but now you're stuck 20 hours in the car. So you have the choice now, whether you want to make it a fun experience or you want to just be a sad pity party the whole time. And that's, that's a you choice, but having a vision like Texas is the goal or the vision, but the goal to get there. Yeah, it does. It does put a limit on it. Whereas vision is kind of just like, yeah, I'd like to go there. But I also I just want to I just want to find joy, whether that be making a dog sanctuary in the woods and never talking to any human again or be (laughs) be a public speaker for the rest of my life. I just I know that I want to create good, do good, feel good make good kind of thing yeah it's pretty simple I know I like love it I'm always about like even when I'm in inspirational places or you know we all have certain environments that light us up more than others and discovering Mm -hmm. those is so important so I know like certain environments where I'm like all right I'm gonna start writing down my vision like I'm gonna write down like what's happening next month or like for me just using this example of like the trip with my husband like I just want to like connect with him and have fun because we we do we do we work smart but we I hate saying work hard, but like we're up to big things. So I want to have fun with him. And that's my vision for the. I don't think there's, I think working hard is beautiful. And I think working hard is an important thing. And I think once you stop feeling like your worth is tied in your work, then you can, everyone wants to work hard. Humans are inherently like not lazy. I think we get exhausted and we become lazy because we're overwhelmed or fearful that we'll fail or whatever it may be on your personal journey. But I think most people, I mean, humans wake up and do. We we make, we t- we tinker. That's why we we crave adventure. You know, like yeah. we all we have energy, and like you said, you can nurture that energy. So I don't. I think working hard is an important step in being a human, but it's also important to recognize, yeah, the having fun, the playing, is equally as important to making you a well-rounded person. So that yeah. hard work can feel good mm-hmm. and not not like a numbing device because I think anything is fine in moderation and that can be your like your candy bars or whatever you use to numb like I was saying weed and drinking and all that stuff all that stuff is fine like go spending a day watching tv all day and shutting down from the world is fine but you just can't you can't live in any one space even if it's a good positive healthy space you can overdo that too yeah and especially for people like I do think we've gotten in a culture of like working hard working hard goals goals and it's like you're not going to feel good. You're not going to be able to sustain and you're not even going to reach your goals or feel really happy about them. If you're not having fun and joy, that's actually like working smarter is having fun and joy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You've met your goal. Cool. So you felt good for what? Three minutes while you celebrated or the 10, 10 hours that you had a party and were hanging with your friends to celebrate or whatever you do. Like then what? And then you're like, oh, what do we do next? No, enjoy the process so that you when you get to the goal, you're like, oh, that was fun. We did it. Cool. What's next? And you don't feel so like. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost anticlimactic. Yeah. You're not like now what? Like, all right, now I need to find something to like fill my worth. Like you're like, that's cool. That was an experience. That was part of my vision. Like, awesome. Like I like growing. So like, what am I up to next? Or just a different energy that you're going to come from it at, like you said. Yeah. And you feel inspired by it rather than just like, oh, that was hard work and we made it. And now I don't feel that great about it. What's the point? You know, that's never a good feeling. (laughs) Especially if you're coming at it from a place of like, trying to find your worthiness you're definitely gonna feel like that like I've done that before where I'm like oh I feel like this because this was supposed to prove something to me like oh okay I was doing this for my like trying to find my self-worth and it's just so beautiful to alter and come from a different place where you're not doing things to like prove yourself but because you genuinely like want to have that experience exactly if you know you are inherently worthy from the jump then you can stop acting from a place of fear and scarcity and proving yourself like you said and you can really you can really start to find your sole purpose and you can and stop pressuring yourself everything just gets easier like finding the energy to do this self-help work is so difficult Mm -hmm. but staying stagnant is so much harder so much harder and staying in scarcity I think when I realized oh my gosh because of society and the things that I've been through like oh I'm Mm -hmm. in a really like 
scarcity all around me and the way that I'm thinking is in scarcity. And I, I just was like, no, like I do get to have an abundant mindset. I do know that like whatever's meant for me will move mountains to find me like just because so-and-so has it, like all the things, like that's the ultimate freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. Freedom is really what it's about. And I think if everyone could could kind of step into their own and they can help out others and the world could just be a brighter, better place and we can all kind of live in our highest timeline rather than from this place of fear and scarcity that the government has put on us. Not that this became a government or political. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. On my tangents. I love your tangents. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to share specifically about like a favorite part of the book or something you're really looking forward to when it's completed or anything really that you feel like we didn't really talk about enough? Because I'm I love hearing about it. Oh, thank you. Um, My favorite part, you know, I think that I thought about it and this is what I did when I first started my business, too. I just thought about it with the end in mind. Like I thought about it with I would picture people with it in their hands or on. Um, their coffee tables, like what it would ignite and the empowerment that it would bring. And then I started creating from that place. And I do that a lot when I'm creating and like the pressures come in or all the things where we can get into our head is just like the intention behind it. And I'm just excited. Like I'm just really excited for people to have something that I know is going to support them. That's going to have them feel less alone. That's actually going to give them action steps as well as inspirational inspiration to where they're like, all right, but I'll get it. Like, I understand why I'm going to do that for two minutes. Like, here's the answer to things that you've been trying to figure out. Like, I'm just excited to be a part of creating something like that and to see the book in people's hands. You should be. I'm excited for you. That is really beautiful. And we could all use more tangible action items to to help us like I said we there's we're always ingesting content so why not make it stuff that's going to make our lives better in the long run and that work is not easy so anybody that can help pull us along a little bit and give us a little inspiration and push in actual action items for it brings me so much joy and I can't wait to hold on to it can you tell me when I can buy the book how I can buy the book where are we going with this yeah of course so um, it's out on pre-order right now at beautifullybravebook.com, and it comes out into your hands on June 1st. So I'll really, really be excited for that day. I don't know um, when everyone will be listening to this. You might be able to get it right now, but just go to beautifullybravebook.com, and I'm just so excited for this. I can't wait to, for you to have one too, Julie. I can't wait either. Um, I will put the link down in the comment box or in the description box for the podcast below. You can click it there. You can pre-order it. Please pre-order. That always does a lot for um, just numbers. And mm -hmm. I know that people care about that. I don't know why, but I know it's important. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This is really, really empowering. And I feel very inspired. I'm excited to tackle my day now. Yay. I am too. Julie, you're amazing. I'm so excited that we got to do this. I love what you're doing in the world. And I just think you're a badass. Right back at you. I really do. It feels really good to meet people um, with like-minded visions. And this is genuinely, I have the biggest smile right now. I can't, I could not be more excited for this episode to come out and excited to see your book. Congratulations again. That's really dope. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this extended episode of Make Your Damn Bed podcast. If you want to reach out with any notes or just advice or a thank you or a hello or a what's up or a can we start a group chat or anything, reach out to me at mydbpodcast on Instagram or you can reach out on the website at www.makeyourdambedpodcast.com. If you are interested in buying Sarah's book, Beautifully Brave, the link is in the description box wherever you're listening to this podcast. The release date should be in about a week if you're listening to this in real time. And if you're listening to it later, you can get that sucker in your hands right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I am planning on doing some more extended episodes very soon. So feel free to reach out with any topics you'd like me to cover or anybody you'd like me to have as a guest on the show. Tag them. I'm all about it. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and enjoying it, please keep reaching out. Everybody that tags me in your post on Instagram and all that stuff, it means so dang much to me that it hurts me physically. So thank you. Y'all really do make it feel easy.
Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow for a regularly scheduled episode of Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.